Thanks for listening, Unplugged Army. I'm Louis Unga, General Manager at Whirlwind Golf Club at Wild Horse Pass. We're proud to present Doug Franz Unplugged. Four minute offense. Four minute offense. Four minutes. Four minute offense. Four minute offense. Everything you need to know in sports, which today is nothing. <laughs> I, I admit it. <laughs> but everything you need to know in sports that affects Maricopa County, the state of Arizona, and the world, you get in four minutes. We start things off. I can't believe I said that. In Tempe, Arizona. Coyotes are one point back right now with the Flames and the Kraken for the final playoff spot. They're at home tonight taking on the Toronto Maple Leafs. They uh, are, no, not the Leafs, excuse me, the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. The Lightning right now hold the top spot in the wild card race of the Eastern Conference, just barely ahead of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Face off tonight at Bullet at 7 o'clock. Got the Arizona Cardinals. Michael Bidwill became the first owner this year to actually enforce the blackout. That meant fans were not allowed to be able to see better NFL games around the country. They, the Cardinals are at Pittsburgh Sunday at 11 o'clock. Now it's the NFL. And in the NFL, the Panthers, David Tepper, is the first owner to fire two head coaches during the season in back-to-back years as he fires Frank Reich. Frank Reich is the first head coach since the merger to be fired during the season in back-to-back years as well. The Panthers are 30-63 and 63 since David Tepper took over. Special teams coach Chris Tabor is now the interim head coach. Joe Burrow had successful wrist surgery to repair a torn ligament. He should be ready to go for the offseason. Still done for 2023. And in Monday Night Football, the Bears won despite fumbling twice in the fourth quarter and never even scoring a touchdown. They went 12-10. Dobbs, not good. Four interceptions. Suns and NBA. Suns are taking on Toronto uh, tomorrow night, so they have another day off in the NBA. Wizards were 2-14. and 14. The Pistons were 2-14. and 14. What a game last night that they had. Well, really, it wasn't all that exciting. But the Wizards won, ending their nine-game losing streak. That's kind of crazy. Lakers, they lost on the road at Philadelphia, 138-94. to The 44-point loss is the worst loss in LeBron James' professional career. 44 points. Added to it, Joel Embiid had a triple-double, 30 points, 11 rebounds, and 11 assists. And final, meet 38-year-old Angela Bolton, okay? She's still a Kia from an Alameda, California, somewhere in Alameda, California, which is near Oakland. Well, she didn't want to get caught, of course, stealing the car, and she figured if some cop ran her license plate that's on the car, they would figure out that's the stolen Kia. So she came up with what she thought was an ingenious idea. She decided to cover up the license plate with a temporary tag. There was just one thing that she didn't think of. Temporary tags are made of metal. 
She decided to make hers with paper and a Sharpie. Oh, and there's one other problem. The handwritten Sharpie tag? She made it to be out of date. She, she wrote at the top of the tag, January 2023. <laughs> hey, uh, Angela, I got to tell you something. Uh, next year is 2024. So when you use a handwritten tag to try to steal a car, at least make sure the handwritten tag isn't expired. <laughs> Jackpot Unplugged Army, I feel like a true commander-in-chief to be able to give you such an unprecedented savings. Go to Unplugged at Whirlwind.com and check out the new membership club from Whirlwind Golf Club at Wild Horse Pass. Whirlwind Plus. Here's what you get. You sign up for a tee time anytime between now and five days from now, and you can save anywhere from a minimum of 30% up to 60% off plus 15% off at Civlik, the restaurant, and another 15% off in the pro shop. I'm telling you, you walk into the pro shop, get bowls, a shirt, and a hat, you walk over for happy hour with your wife, you might pay for your monthly membership right then and there. It's $34 a month, cancel anytime, or if you want to save even more, because that equals out to a little more than $400, you can get it for only $299 a year. Whirlwind Plus at Whirlwind Golf Club at Wild Horse Pass. Go to unpluggedatwhirlwind.com and feel the wind. I'm Janelle, General Manager of Bell's Nashville Kitchen, a.k.a. the Whiskey Wizard. Bell's isn't your typical country bar with mediocre bar food. We are a scratch kitchen with chef-inspired dishes in the only place you can get the best sandwich in all of Arizona, our Nashville hot chicken sandwich. Now, the drinks. I spend days infusing our own whiskey creations. Come in for Whiskey Wednesdays to learn about and drink our famous whiskey selection. We have live music most days and all weekend as part of our honky-tonk brunch. Bell's Nashville Kitchen on Main Street in Old Town Scottsdale. You found home, down home. Now, I usually don't talk versus Vegas at the beginning of the show. But I had Minnesota minus three. They're up by a point with the football at the 50 outside of the two-minute warning. And they can't get a field goal? Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Whenever it is that you decided to make Doug Franz unplugged a part of your day, my family greatly appreciates it. My name is Doug Franz, and you have found the only podcast and TV show in the world. Totally devoted to the coverage of the four major sports franchises of one great American city that drops on your phone every weekday morning. We also cover ASU, U of A, GCU, the Rattlers, the Rising, and the Merc. I think I got it. This is Doug Franz Unplugged, presented by Whirlwind Golf Club at Wild Horse Pass. Good morning. Hopefully everything is outstanding. Today is a two Mountain Dew day. I, uh, I got up this morning. I was a little behind in my work. So I got up. at you, When I'm behind, I get up at about 2.45. If things are going well and everything's done, I don't get up until 4.30. But if I'm behind, I got up at 2.45 and I when I got up, uh, I, I went to the bathroom. I'm old. And then after I went to the bathroom, I said, this ain't happening. <laughs> That's all it is. This is not happening. 
So then I uh, set the alarm for an hour later, got up at 345 and came into work here today. Got, got here at about 430, something like that. And today is the test of all talk show hosts because nothing happened last night. We have four major sports franchises. We have GCU, U of A, ASU, hoops, and we got butkus from last night. So today it's all about me just being an entertaining dude. Because there was nothing that happened last night except for uh, that horrific Monday night football game. If you didn't see it, Bears won 12 to 10. They fumbled twice in the fourth quarter, and they never kicked a, or they never had a touchdown. And yet they win the game. And Kevin Stefanski, oh my goodness, that was some seriously horrible coaching to have a midfield fumble. With two and a half minutes left, and you go three and out, punt it back, don't score any points, and then Minnesota, excuse me, Chicago marches down, kicks a field goal, and and wins it. That was that was amazing, amazing trash, uh, uh, incredible. Um, I got to tell you this story. I, you know, I go to a bunch of different websites to find my crazy and finally stories, and listen that. That you could tell why I chose the one today. (laughs) Listen, something's not going right in life if you're a car thief anyway. But to be a car thief and think, I know I'll fool the cops with a Sharpie license plate, that's pretty brilliant. And then to give yourself, like you're in charge of your own Sharpie license plate and you give yourself an out of date tag. I see no reason why the cops don't charge her with an out-of-date, with an expired license. I think, mean, why not? If you put, if you give yourself a license plate and you write on it, January 2023, hey, sweetheart, this, this month that's coming up next month, we add one. 2023 plus one. She goes, January of 23. Now, obviously, all of you that, uh, if you still write checks, I'm sure you've done that a couple of times where it goes into January and you write the year that you're used to writing. But the fact that you do it on your fake license plate is fantastic. So I didn't choose this other story that happened out of Alabama. I have never heard of something like this at all, but I'm just, I am fascinated by this. Have you ever heard of Uterus Didelphus? Uterus Didelphus. Uh, Jeff Weir Production, have you ever heard of Uterus Didelphus? I've never heard of that, no. This woman in Alabama realized when she was 17 years old, there's something that's not quite right. She was born with uteri. Yeah, no, not an Multiple? eyeball. She has two uteri. Wow. She's got one on the left, one on the right. They're a little smaller than your normal uterus, but together they equal the normal size of a uterus. Can she get pregnant at the same time in both of them? That's a brilliant question by you, because guess what happened? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) She has everything in her life has been normal pregnancies. She had a daughter who's now six and two sons who are four and two years old. And then she went in for an ultrasound. And, f- and the nurse uh, the nurse practitioner said, oh, 
you're pregnant. Here's the heartbeat. Everything's great. And she said, are you sure I don't have any more? And the, the woman says, no. She scans the uterus. No, everything's okay. You just have one baby. She goes, I, I feel a lot different with this pregnancy than I did the other three. I don't know if you looked at my chart. I have uteri. You have what? I, I have two uteruses. Wait, you have it. Yes, I have another uterus. Can you check my other uterus? Oh, look. It's, it's a twin. <laughs> I don't know if you call it a twin it be a because twin? it's two totally different uteri, two totally different eggs, and here you go. Yeah, that wouldn't technically be a twin, I, I don't know. think. So it's, that story is unbelievable. One in 50 million women can do that can get uh have a dual pregnancy in two different uteri in the same belly so uh, i love that story too god bless america i was uh, excited about that oh boy i got a lot it's funny i still feel like we've got a lot to get to today uh sports wise even though i want to be blunt to you nothing happened last night really nothing happened last night of any significance but something happened yesterday you're gonna see a, a I'm not going to get emotional because I've been thinking about it all day to make sure I don't. But it's one of those things where ugh, I, I just I owe you so much and I'm so jacked up for it. And what you've done for my family is amazing as a member of the Unplugged Army. I got a text from Sweet Lou yesterday. And uh, it's funny because I had called him out on on the show. If you didn't hear, he is the general manager of World One Golf Club at Wild Horse Pass. I was hoping to play out there on Friday with uh, Angel and Mark from Burrito Express and a group of friends that they have out, not this Friday, next Friday. And they've got an event coming up. So that that didn't work out. Uh, Whirlwind does, another event. They're just packed, which is awesome. And then Lou sent me a note and said, hey, I wanted to thank you. Great work on whirlwind plus we have had 500 people sign up to be a whirlwind plus member thank you thank you thank you 100 of those 500 came to us directly through unplugged at whirlwind.com that nice. means there had to be a group of you out of the 400 that also got signed up and you just didn't use unplugged at whirlwind.com now i did not get whirlwind there's a short in my cord that kind of stinks there's uh and what really stinks about this cord is it's specifically designed for these headphones so i can just go buy another one i gotta go through the company even though i have deep deep loyalty to uh to this speaker company i i don't i hate that that it's a specialized cord but anyway sorry i got off track What's amazing about that is it, it is so overwhelming because think about how I've been telling you the only way this is successful, the unplugged army, and, and I do mean it, we have to become an economic force so that when there is a sanctioned event, you know, you do whatever you can to get there. Obviously, I understand not all of you can, but you do whatever you can to get there because it shows the advertiser wow this is something real i need to be a part of this i'm happy that i'm a part of this and it validates us and then that makes this thing grow 
And then what can happen is WTSM hires more people. The show just gets better. The studio gets nicer. And and it becomes a revolving door of, of positivity that you were the one that got this train started. Well, for over 100 of you, to go to unpluggedatwhirlwind.com and say, I believe in this, I, I like this program. It validates so much. And this is the number one sponsor we have. And I, I just mean financially, that's why they're the presenting sponsor. And what's amazing about that is what happens if you wonder, what happens on something like this? Well, that has made this highly successful for Whirlwind. And I'm sure what Sweet Lou does is he goes to other members of Wild Horse Pass and says, unplugged work for us. And then we develop relationships with other people. And Wild Horse Pass, really Gila River Casinos, is so well-respected for what they do in the community. They're so well-respected for how they treat their team members. They're so well-respected in the sports community around the city for how much they do to, with sponsorship dollars. That that only adds to our weight if the entire – this is just Sweet Lou in the golf course – but if the entire casino gets behind us – then the sports teams have to take us even more seriously. And that's how you and I can affect change. I'm totally serious about that. Are we there yet? Not even close, okay? Right now, my relationships with the teams, um, namely ASU, um, the Suns, the Diamondbacks, are, are, are really, really good, really, really strong. But they're strong because of how I treated them back on the old show. I mean, the old show, still the longest running, highest rated sports talk show in the history of Arizona. So because of that, part of my relationship with them, let's face it, is because the show was kind of a big deal and they needed to suck up. I, I'm, I'm smart enough to know that, okay? It's not about me. It's about, uh-oh, we better make sure we treat that show well because they're number one. When you're not number one, a lot of times people change. What's really cool about those three organizations is they never changed. They're still treating me the same way, but I know they're doing it because they're good people. (coughs) And I want to create this monster where when the unplugged army is upset about a coach, upset about a player, or hopeful of a trade or things like that, our voices are heard. And that's going to take a while, but it's exactly moments like that by what you did being a Whirlwind Plus member that show we're getting there. Now, after saying thank you, let me tell you again, if you don't know why this is such a great deal. I mean, I'm not telling you this stuff because I don't believe in it. Whirlwind Plus is an unbelievable idea, okay? It's $299 for the year. It's a little more expensive if you do it monthly. It's $34 a month if you do it monthly. However, if you're an out-of-towner or you don't get to the east side much, jumping on that for like two or three months might be a great idea. It put, get, oh, thank you, Jeff Weir Production. Uh, so you go to unplugged at whirlwind.com, and then there's a Whirlwind Plus banner, and you can read it, look at it, and then if you want more, you click sign up today. And let's say you, just, you only want it for two or three months. Okay, great. Even if you have never thought about a, this as a present, okay, if you know a golfer, or drop a hint to your spouse if you want. Get if, if somebody says, I never know what to get you for Christmas, get me a Whirlwind Plus membership. And with that, 
Anytime within five days of the day you want to golf, you can set your tee time and you get the cheapest rate that day. Sometimes, I don't, I don't want to guarantee it, but sometimes that could be about $100 in savings. Other times it might only be $20 or $30 in savings. But you still save money every time you book a tee time within five days out as a Whirlwind Plus member. On top of that, you get 15% off the uh, Pro Shop and 15% off a Civic. So imagine the savings, if you're, even if you're going with the $34 a month. You spend $34 a month for, through December, January, February. That's a grand total of about $100, okay? Now, book tea times during those three months. I guarantee you you're going to save $100 if you book multiple tea times over the course of the next three months. That's a great deal. And those of you that have already believed me on that and did it, you just you took the Unplugged Army and brought it to an elevated status. Thank you. Just... Thank you. As a dad and a husband, you did something huge for me. And I just wanted to tell you, I appreciate it. Uh, Our next economic impact event is coming up in December. I would like you to join me if you could. It would mean a lot to me. Uh, it, It is a sanctioned event. Our Unplugged Army Christmas event is coming up, second annual, December 9th. We will always do the Christmas party at Bell's Nashville Kitchen. And the reason why is just to say thank you to Mikey for being the very first ever person to say, Doug, let's do this. I believe in you. And so we'll be at Bell's. That's just off of Main Street, Old Town Scottsdale, just a hair east on Main Street, just a hair east of Scottsdale Road. Okay. And when I say a hair east, I mean the split second you turn eastbound on Main Street off of Scottsdale Road, Bell's is on your left almost immediately. So park as soon as you uh, uh, find a space. The event is from 4 o'clock until basically the last person leaves. I'll be there from about 4 o'clock to 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock. I don't want to guarantee when I'm leaving. But if you, would, if you tweeted me like at 9 and said, hey, how long are you staying? I'll give you an update on what we're doing. And the reason why I'm there so long is to say thank you to you and accommodate your schedule on a Saturday in December. I don't know when your Christmas party is your holiday get-together, or if you've already got plans, all I ask is you try to figure out a way to put your plans and sandwich them around and fit them into ours as well. If you're going to a party that night, stop in early at 4 o'clock, 4.15, boom. Join us for a little bit, get an appetizer maybe, get get a beer, sit and talk, get to your event, go for it. If it's the other way around, if you've got an event, well, bail on your event a little bit, you know, around nine o'clock. You've done your due diligence. You've, you know, helped everybody out there and maybe even eight o'clock. And then when you get out of that event, head straight to Bell's and then join us, say hi. Or if you don't have anything going on, stay and eat dinner with us and have a good time. Please, though, and this is really important to me. Please pay attention to your alcohol consumption. Please don't be dumb. Please plan ahead. Uber, if you plan on drinking more than a beer an hour. Or make sure you have a designated driver. Uh, that's, that's really important to me. Okay, uh, anything else that I need to get to? Oh, week of winners. Week of winners. Um, uh, Jeff Weir Production, did you receive any emails about Monday's winner yet? I have not yet. Okay. I think they're going to announce that later in the day. Okay. Possibly on uh, uh, um, Steve's show. That's great then. So uh, for those of you that don't know, this is the WTSM Week of Winners. Here's how it works. There are three levels for you to be a part of WTSM, basic, live, and premium. 
no matter what level you are, you're in the drawing to be a winner Monday through Thursday. So yesterday, we gave a, we're giving away six VIP passes to the Arizona Science Center. And you can discover the world of science and Im- imagination at the Arizona Science Center. And now through January 1st, these VIP passes get you general admission into the center, but also special access to the science of Guinness World Records. So that's kind of cool. That was So we're going to draw for the, We have already drawn it, but I just don't know who it is. We'll announce it on Steve's show. So that was for yesterday. Today, and again, if you're not a member, basic live or premium, you could sign up now and get in on the drawing. Today, we're giving away a $50 gift card to Harkins Theaters. They've got 32 locations, and in, in their four states, they've got 90 years of, of a rich history. And they're now playing movies like The Marvels, The Holdovers, Journey to Bethlehem, Five Nights at Freddy's, and Killers of the Flower Moon. And uh, visit Harkins.com today if you want more information on what movie you can see. So that is today's prize. So sign up. And then if you didn't hear, Friday's grand prize, you do have to be a premium member for that. But that, again, goes back to Whirlwind. Oh, my. Whirlwind. Foursome. Foursome costs anywhere between, depending on what time you're going to choose as your foursome time, 100 to $200 around. So we'll ballpark that. We'll just say it's 150 So that's about a $600 value. You throw in three wedges. Yes, three wedges. Oh, my gosh. That's probably, what, maybe $100 a club? So now we're at about $900. And then your entire foursome gets lunch at Civlik. So you're looking at somewhere between a 1000 and a $1,200 value you get as a grand prize and you can use it it's transferable you can pick your uh, other three dudes you can be just have family get together and the four of you got whatever you want you get to do that at whirlwind and uh, and it's all thanks to everybody at whirlwind and sweet lou for giving us that so i'm jacked up for that all right that's it for our announcement. Sound credits today. We got uh, a lot from arizonawildcats.com i got a lot of jet fish to do a lot of azcardinals.com I've never done something like this. I'm going to play you a huge six-minute block today because I was just, I just thought this was so funny. It's my job to be as entertaining as possible, but if Jesse Lucada of the Cardinals gives you six minutes of better entertainment than I can give you, why compete with that? Just here. Here you go. Here's six minutes of it. I thought he was hilarious yesterday. And I, if you haven't heard the story, I want you to hear uh, all about it. And, uh, and I think that's it, except for my, um, the picture that Jeff Weir production flashed up because of the ridiculous car <laughs> and, and the uh, December 23rd expired license plate. That is from KTVU, Fox 2, in, uh, in California. So I want to give them credit for the picture. But I think the picture is actually like the, the police Facebook. Yes, it is the – I don't know if it's Benicia or Benicia. I don't, I don't know how to pronounce that city in, in California. But it's their police department's Facebook page is the official credit for uh, that hilarious picture. By the way, it's really a very nice drawing. I mean, it's a very good Sharpie license plate. Granted, I have no comparison basis for other Sharpie license plates. Uh, I think that's it. Uh, Jeff Weir Production, there's a, there's a code amongst all blue-collar people mm-hmm. that, you know, we protect each other. So I, I say this carefully. Should I have called you today? Or do you, do you prefer? I just wanted, hey, 
you know, if, if, if things in life need to go that way, they need to go that way. So I wasn't upset. Yeah, if I'm not here when you get you here. You don't have to say that. You don't have to say that. Well, I'm just saying. Yeah, okay. So I would call. Okay, then I'll, I'll do that for now. All right, let's roll. Doug's Big One. Doug's Big One today. I know you come to me for local, but this was just so outrageous. And, and the stats need to be said. And they need to be absorbed. And it amazes me how people can be this brilliant to attain the wealth they have and be ignorant fools as soon as they get the reins of a franchise. And so far, I don't see that from Matt Ishbia. I hope it doesn't develop, but so far I haven't seen that. But what I'm seeing from the Carolina Panthers is just amazing. So David Tepper buys the team. Jerry Richardson, uh, racist, uh, misogynistic, just not a top five guy of all time. And he's kind of one of those old white Southern dudes that are a little bit stereotypical of that phrase. Let's be, you know, let's tread lightly. Not every white Southern guy is, is racist, but the comments that he would make and the standard that he would set clearly shows he treated people differently based on their gender or their race, at least according to a report and an investigative report that was done by a law firm. So that team goes up for sale. David Tepper buys it. David Tepper, since he bought the team, is now 30 and 63 as an owner. Doug's big one today is, David, that's on you. No matter how many people you fire, you're the problem. And if you're not a good enough owner to notice that you're the problem, then your team will always be a joke. You are the problem. And every time you insert your opinions on how a football team should be run, you're the problem. Listen, I, I, I don't get excited by saying this. I am so underqualified as a NFL general manager or as a president COO role, okay? But David, I got news for you. I could run the franchise better than you, and I have no idea what I'm doing. But I know I would be better than you at it. And how do I know? Because of every decision you've ever made. (laughs) They're bad. You're not good at this. So you have two choices. Say, hey, it's my team. I get to do what I want. Okay, keep losing. Or hire somebody that knows what they're doing and get out of the way. Get out of the way. Well, not only are they 30 and 63, but think about this. He became the first owner in NFL history since the merger. Now, they always say since the merger. And the reason why the NFL started with a very, very small group of teams, the Canton Bulldogs, people signed letters on – on a on on they actually sign contracts on cars at a canton ohio dealership that's why the football hall of fame is in canton the uh, cardinals were part of that uh the franchise has been around so long the chicago cardinals so that's one part of history but in 1970 the highly successful afl who really made a dent into the nfl they kind of sued for peace in a sense. Hey, let's quit you know, having a system where we're trying to outbid for the players. Let's come together as a league. That way the players don't make as much money. 
So they came together in 1970, and that's kind of more of the modern history of football is, is 1970. So since the merger, David Tepper became the first owner to fire a coach during the season in back-to-back years. How bad of an owner are you when you do that? I'm not saying whether Frank Reich deserved to be fired. I happen to believe he did not because I'm believing stories that leaked out during the draft that he wanted C.J. Stroud. And yet the owner wanted the more Southern quarterback from Alabama. So you, so the owner says you're going to coach young. The coach says this guy's better. And now it doesn't work out with the guy you wanted. So you blame the coach. That's David Tepper to a T right there. You didn't coach my guy well enough. So you're fired. Well, you chose the wrong guy. Well, it doesn't matter what I chose. You're fired. Okay, good job. Now, it is weird for the coach, Frank Reich. He becomes the first coach since the merger to ever be fired during the season in back-to-back years. If you remember the old center, Jeff Saturday, he got hired as the interim coach of the Colts last year to replace Frank Reich. And then Frank Reich leaves and goes to the Panthers after getting fired. And now he's fired by the Panthers. That doesn't happen very often. And this is the other stat that amazes me of where we are in the NFL. Before three years ago, before three years ago, okay, are you with me? There's been three times in NFL history that a coach was in his first year with the franchise and he got fired during the season, okay? Before three years ago, it had only happened three times. It's now happened once a year for three straight years. We've doubled the amount of times that that's happened. (laughs) Can you name all three? Like, as soon as I tell you who they are, you're going to go, oh, yeah, of course. But it's not, I don't know why, because it seems so long ago, it's hard to remember all three. Two years ago, the head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars, Urban Meyer, was fired. Last year, it was Nathaniel Hackett who just blew me away at his clock management ignorance as the head coach of the Denver Broncos. And now we have Frank Reich in his first year as the head coach of Carolina. So it's only happened three years in the history of the NFL going into the 2021 season. And then it happens in 21, 22, 23. (laughs) That's some bad ownership. Bad ownership right there. Now, I'm not saying Hackett and Urban Meyer 100% deserve to be fired. 100%. But it doesn't change the fact that it took a terrible ownership group or owner that has no idea what they're doing to have hired them in the first place over some of the other qualified candidates. The last thing I have on this Carolina thing before we get to the Cardinals is I don't want to say I'm dancing a jig here, but in my investigation, learning about the things that Michael Bidwell has done as owner of the Arizona Cardinals and seeing how poorly treated employees are learning more about 
the ineptitude and the talk, uh, the ineptitude of the Cardinals front office because of Michael Bidwell, not because of the people, and then the toxic nature of it. I I sit here and I I, I kind of I don't really laugh at the situation, but I'm more amazed by it. And then I see these other ownership groups doing these things. Well, he hires Steve Wilkes. Didn't fire him during the year, but only gave him one year. And gave and in that one year, that's the year where he asked him to break the rules according to the Terry McDonough arbitration case that has already been filed. And I'm assuming at some point, I mean, if, if you're going to have one word against the other, and uh, Ron Minigers told us, the, the, the former COO of the Cardinals, in an exclusive conversation we had two weeks ago, that he feels like this is coming to a head soon, that pretty soon there's going to be some kind of an announcement at the ending of the arbitration case. I would have to assume you have to depose Michael Bidwell, don't you? I mean, Michael's got to talk. I mean, w- would you really be able to get away in an arbitration case with having all of these opinions and all of the people on Terry McDonough's side saying this and this and this happened and never Michael has to talk about his side? That doesn't make any sense. I don't know enough about the arbitration cases on how that procedure works to say yes or it's happened or it will happen. You know, I don't know. But it just seems to make sense that you'd have to do that. So there's got to be some somebody has to have somewhere. You'd think it had already happened, You right? would think. You would think that there's got to be a written, on-the-record statement, even though we're never supposed to see it, on Michael Bidwell's uh, – um, what his imagination says is the, is the situation of events – that and his position remember the cardinals put out a statement that says he found out about the burner phones and immediately put a stop to it well the reason why I'm, i, I kind of had a weird build up and i never gave you the name but steve wilkes the head coach is the one that had to deal with all of that and i know through an espn report not my own reporting that uh well how should i say that i knew <laughs> gotta be careful here I knew Steve Wilkes was going to testify, so I didn't need ESPN to report that to me. I didn't know what he said, and that was never leaked to me by anybody. So I read the ESPN report. They get full credit for that one. There's a couple times I'm reading ESPN, and I'm like, I already said that. Why aren't you giving credit to Unplugged Army here? But that was one I didn't know and what he said. And it was in there that he said, it's not true that Michael Bidwell collected the burner phones as soon as he found out about it. His burner phone was not collected until you actually had Steve Kine back in the building and specifically labeled who who took it. Michael Disner, who at the time was kind of the capologist underneath Steve Kine. He's now the COO of the Lions, who somehow is getting away scot-free and the Detroit Lions press is kind of like, hey, man, that's a Cardinals deal. I don't care about this. But Michael Disner hasn't had to really answer to anything about this thing uh, after he gets called out of that. Well, Steve Wilkes, it's a bad buildup. I'm sorry it take me so long to get to the point. I owe you a beer on that one. Steve Wilkes was the interim head coach last year when they fired the Carolina head coach. Um, gosh, I forgot his name. Coach in Nebraska. I'm an idiot. Uh, Matt, wow, three Mountain Dew Day. Sorry about that. Um, that's going to drive me crazy. Sorry to do this in front of you. Who's the head coach in Nebraska? Matt Rule. Ah, 
Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Siri. Ah! That's a bad talk show host right there. Okay? I realize Nebraska football's been dead forever, but you should know the head coaches of the 32 teams from last year in the NFL. That was a choke job by me. Anyway, Matt Rule gets fired, and they hire Steve Wilkes as the interim because he's already on the staff, and he used to be the defensive coordinator of the Panthers before he became the Cardinals head coach. And he had an injured quarterback that was traded for. He was on the third-string quarterback. And the Panthers started winning and almost made the playoffs. And you don't reward that guy with the head coaching job? This is why I love laughing at David Tepper. You can't get more idiotic than saying, I have an idea. I'm going to go get a different head coach. Even though everybody on the team totally buys into this guy, he has totally shown he can win with anybody at quarterback. And then there's a little thing I've learned that you could say Doug Franz reporting, but I've said this before, so it's not really me reporting, but I don't scream it from the rooftops that I know this. I have about three, maybe maybe four. I can't remember if the fourth person told me this or just kind of nodded at me when I tried to get verification. But do you remember that amazing draft of quarterbacks to watch that level of failure from general managers who didn't know what they were doing? Baker Mayfield, um, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson was in that. Uh, Sam Darnold was in that uh, that draft. And then the Arizona Cardinals pull off a trade with the – it was the Raiders. Remember, it was the Raiders. And, and they go after uh, Josh Rosen out of UCLA. And when he comes up uh, to the stage, he holds his jersey, blah, blah, blah. And then he says that he can't wait to prove the nine mistakes that happened before me. The day later, he apologized. He said, I shouldn't have said that, but the three mistakes that were all made ahead of me. Okay? Steve Wilkes was the only person for the Arizona Cardinals that stood on the table and said Josh Allen is the best quarterback for this draft. Now, I'm not saying Josh Allen has had a 100%, you know, Super Bowl and and Hall of Fame career. And you could certainly argue Lamar Jackson has been better at times in his career than Josh Allen, and I believe Lamar Jackson was picked number 32 by the Ravens. So 31 other teams said, we don't need that MVP candidate. We'll choose from these other quarterbacks over here. But I just laugh at that, that the Arizona Cardinals, and namely Steve Kime, this is when you show, you really show your true colors as a general manager. You fired the guy that clearly got that draft better than you. But you didn't stick up for him and let that story out so other GMs would know. This guy crushed it. And so he is a candidate for somewhere else. They allowed a lot of stories to seep out. Most of them admittedly were true about ridiculous fines and how he really did not have the locker room totally behind him when he tried to be a disciplinarian. It, w- it was not a good thing. It was not a good situation. Then you have the Patrick Peterson asking to be traded. It was a messy season, and Steve Wilkes does have to own some of it. But when you see how classy he handled everything, then he wins with Carolina. That man can clearly coach. And here are two owners that have no idea how to run an NFL franchise, and Michael Bidwell and David Tepper, and they bl- both blow it with Steve Wilkes. 
There's not a man in the NFL I am rooting for more than the 49ers defensive coordinator. I hate the 49ers. I, I just I can't stand the 49ers. I hope they lose all the time. But I got to tell you, I hope they lose. And Brock, man, I don't want to say this. I'm not going to root against a Perry kid. So I hope it's not interceptions. I hope let's go with let's go with fumbles. Let's go with a bunch of running back fumble scoop and scores. So the 49er defense doesn't give away points. Wilkes looks great. It's not Brock Purdy's fault. And we go in that direction. Okay? So, and nothing on Brandon Ayuk. Go Devils. I don't want him to. But I want to see the 49ers lose and Steve Wilkes looks great and he gets another opportunity. Uh, Speaking of the Cardinals, man, that was, sorry about my struggles there. I mean, that was really strange of uh, trying to m- remember everybody's position in that draft and struggling for, uh, for that long to, uh, to do that. It went Baker Mayfield, Saquon Barkley, Sam Darnold, Denzel Ward, Bradley Chubb, Quentin Nelson, Josh Allen, Roquan Smith, Mike McGlinchey. Josh Rosen was at number 10 in that draft. And then here's what's funny. After he was drafted, three straight pro bowlers were drafted. Minka Fitzpatrick, Vita Vea, and Darren Payne. It's Deron Payne. I don't know why it says Darren the way it's written here. That's, that's funny to me. <laughs> the Cardinals passed up on those guys. All right, enough yapping about everything else that's not local. Let's get to Cardinals and take a look at everything Cardinals for right now and what is, is happening. I, uh, I found this hysterical. I'm going to do something that doesn't make a lot of sense. And Jeff Weir Production, if you don't mind getting it ready, um, the Jesse Lucada sound, please. This is the entire six-minute press conference with Jesse Lucada. The entire – I mean, I'm, I'm giving you the whole thing. The reason why is, number one, there's no way I'm going to be more entertaining than him with this story. Number two, I just proved number one is right with the way I was stumbling around like a fool this morning. And, and number three, it's awesome. I mean, it's, it's a great story for the entire NFL, and it happened here. So Jesse Lucada is asked what happened as he showed up to work Sunday for a game, and he was there only eight minutes early. The players, if you don't know this, even at home games to eliminate distractions, they all stay at a hotel. So they're at a hotel Saturday night, bed checks, the whole bit, just like a road game. And then, but they've all driven to the hotel. Then they get in their car and they drive to the game. So he's driving on the 101 and notices a flat tire in his BMW. And he says this has been happening more than once. And he hasn't done anything about it because he just pumps it up full of air. But now it happened on his way to the game. Here's his story. So honestly, I left the team hotel uh, reasonably uh, early, thinking I'm going to make it to the stadium, get there, warm up. And I'm hitting on the highway. All of a sudden, I get a notification, tire issue. So I'm like, all right, cool. I think it's a situation where I could put some air, make it to the gas station. Wasn't working. So as I'm, I'm sitting there, I look to my right. I see a family. They're in Cardinals gear. It looks like they're going to the stadium. So I'm like, I have absolutely nothing to lose. Pull my window down, and I just yell out, you guys going to the stadium? He looks at me a little crazy. I'm like, he's like, yeah. I'm like, I'm a player. I got a flat tire. Can you guys help me out? Uh, I need a ride to the stadium. Walks back to the car, talks to his wife. He's like, heck yeah, come on. And uh, they got me there on time. Had a blast talking talking to his kids the whole the whole way there. And, you know, I made it there on time, and, you know, that's all she wrote. <laughs> <laughs> Any fighting them? 
I did. Uh, I was able to take a picture with, with them, um, with his kids at post game, and I let them know I'm going to take care of their tickets for our next home game against San Fran. What does it say about the kind of the Cardinals fan base and community, knowing that they'd be willing to pick up and, and be willing to take you to the stadium? Best fans in America. I mean, speaking for myself, I don't think this has ever happened to any other professional player, um, you know, across football, basketball, soccer. Um, it's definitely one for the books. And just, this is the type of stuff that only happens to me. <laughs> like, I, I don't know anyone else who it happened to, but uh, extremely grateful and forever indebted to them. Do you get grief from your teammates over this? Situation? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. They laughed at me. It's like one thing about me, they always know there's always a situation with my car. So it's like for it to happen on game day and then for the outcome to me to get there with fans, it's like it's, it's crazy. Can you drive in like an older car? No, it's a nice car, 2019 car. It's, you know, it takes me from A to B, but it didn't take me to the stadium on Sunday. <laughs> I was 30 minutes out. So I'm thinking my heart starts beating. I'm about to be late. I'm calling who I need to call. Let them know this is a situation. And then as, like, I'm on the phone as I'm yelling to them, you know, and then it ended up happening and everything worked out. So shout out to them. Man. Are you uh, looking for a new car now? Or? At this point, I might have to. <laughs> what kind of car is it? BMW. Oh, man, I might have to go Toyota, Lexus. <laughs> Let me know. Let me know. So. I didn't, so I know how to fix a spare tire because I didn't had so many issues before. So, you know, I'm well trained, uh, but uh, there wasn't a spare tire in the back. So, front left. It's always the front left. It's happened to me at least four or five times. So, <laughs> I know what to do. Yeah, you know, <laughs> but. Uh, they did, but the timing and where I was at, I was like, by the time they come here, get back, it's, it wasn't going to work out. So they're godsend because th the timing was impeccable. Looked over, got in the car, and they got me there on time, and I was ready for game day. What was the family saying to you about the whole situation? Were they shocked? It, was, it felt like a, a joke, honestly. They're like, at first, they didn't believe I was a player. I was like, yeah. <laughs> I'm a player. I need to get to the stadium. And he looked at me like, oh, okay. <laughs> Goes to talk to his wife, comes back. He's like, yeah, let's do it. Um, it was, you know, we made it happen. We had a great, great drive over there. You know, we were talking ball, talking about my college experience, going to Penn State. Um, yeah. <laughs> did, did, did JG know you might have been late, or was he like, because you weren't, he never knew about it? I don't even think JG knows about it. The only people who, my position coach, Rob Rodriguez, he knew about it. I texted him immediately. I was like, oh, this is a situation I'm in right now. I, like, just wait to like, explain it to you in person, because if I tell you now, you're kind of going to be a little bit confused. But, uh, you know, I'm just glad that it worked out. Was your game day routine affected at all? Did you get everything in that you need to do in the normal time that you do it? A little bit, but I mean, all that matters is I made it on time. You know, I like to listen to a lot of music on my way, my way up to the stadium. But it was a lot of chatter. Got to talk ball. Got to talk about the Cardinals. Uh, yeah, it was fun. What time do you have to be at the stadium? By uh, by twelve. Yeah. And did you just leave your car there at the gas station? I had no choice. <laughs> no, no. So uh, at post game, I made my way back there, uh, got some roadside assistance, and uh, they fixed my car now. So once I leave here, I'm going to go pick it up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, when you pull over, you see there's a, a problem. How much are you like really? 
stressing, sweating this out, figuring out. My- Listen, I told you guys, I've been down this road before, so I wasn't even stressed. You know, I, I first thing I did was I checked the the levels of the tire pressure. I wanted to see where it was at, but as I'm driving, it just kept declining, kept declining. I'm like, all right, cool. This is not very good. So let me pull off the highway, and then I try to put some air into it, but I guess it was a nail because once I put it in, it wasn't sustaining. So I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna have to just leave it right here. And by the time if I were to wait for roadside assistance, I would have made it to the game. Uh, I think there were three in, three back there. Uh, the wife was sitting in the back, and I was sitting uh, passenger seat, and uh, the husband was driving. <laughs> no, nah, they they had an infinity. Shout out infinity, man. <laughs> All of them. Like, imagine this. I look to my right. I see the dad. He's pumping gas. He had a Patrick Peterson jersey on. I can see the kids through the um, through the window. They had jerseys on. So I'm like, all right, cool. It's either they're going to a tailgate, they're going home to watch the game, or they're going to the stadium. I got nothing to lose. I might as well try and see what it is. But uh, how were you able to get in contact with them? Uh, so after the tweet um, post game, I ended up getting the number from Chris. So he was fortunate enough to to shoot that over to me and uh, you know got their contact information and locked it in, and I'll be able to send out the tickets for our next home game. This is just so I mean, like given what, what I know about your personality, this, mm-hmm. he, this is just the way you handle anything. It seems like you just like, smiling. And like cheering. it was hilarious. Like I told my family, they, they actually saw it, uh, the tweet, and my, my mom, she was laughing. She was like, "Only you, <laughs> <laughs> only you." And I was like, "I mean, I, I have no rebuttal." <laughs> So if you didn't know, number one, a free plug for azcardinals.com and uh, Jim Omohundro and, and, and Bear and everybody that's there because they show entire press conferences. So that's where I uh, learn about what happened at a press conference. And then I uh, talk to different media sources I have about any ins and outs, you know, before the presser, after the presser, things like that. So I'm still up on what's going on as if I was there. But I just figured that was so hilarious. Why not just give you the whole thing? And the questions were really good by the media. Wait a minute. How did this happen? How did this happen? So Jesse Lucania gets a flat tire and leaves his car there the whole time. And uh, roadside assistance comes, picks up the car, takes it to the shop for him. So he's now he Ubered into work, and now he's going after work. He uh, just like, okay, now I got to go pick up my car after work. All right. Just like us, everything's all right, and a family takes him to the game. So let's get to Jonathan Gannon, and the first thing is 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 about this story, all right? JG, what what do you know about the Lucada story? What were you thinking when you heard about it? What and uh, and uh, were you worried about him? What what were your thoughts? I was um, driving in, and I was. Uh surprised at how he got to the stadium um but uh, it goes to show you we got good fans but uh yeah i'm glad he got there on time but kind of wild and all your years coaching has any player had something like that on game? um no not that i can remember off the top of my head truthfully no it's kind of kind of laughing about it now it's really not funny but uh it's uh, i would have been freaked out if i would have got a flat tire on my way in but uh yeah i'm thankful for the family of five i heard you know got to picked them up and uh got an a lot pass for him so that was good <laughs> but uh glad he got there and suited up and played an a lot pass man that that is gold in your hand right there that is gold that 
that story is fantastic. I think that story is fantastic. And I love that Jesse Lucade is such a laid back dude. Hey, I need a ride. I mean, if if a player came up to me and I didn't even have a pass, I said, wait, I get your pass? Yeah. Could you get me tickets? All right, I'll go. You know, let me let me pick up. But can I pick up the family first? No, we got to get to the Okay. All right, I'll still take you. Uh, now let's get into the game itself, the regular Monday morning presser after a, a game and another one after a loss. Second worst team in all of the NFL, second only to the team. With right now that Daniel Snyder's gone, I guess you could argue the worst owner. It's it's a battle between Michael Bidwill and, uh, and David Tepper of the Carolina Panthers. And in this one, this is – Jonathan Gannon kind of explaining what's going on right now with the team. And it's the standard thing you've heard a lot from losing coaches, that he still believes that they're right there on the cusp of winning. You know, I told the guys today, too, like the consistency, this is everybody, coaches, players, everybody. Like if you want some solutions and you want some answers, we have to be more consistent throughout a ball game. And that starts with practice, but uh, throughout a ball game of alignment, assignment, key technique. And, you know, it would be you look at the tape and this play has a chance, but one guy gets beat, you know, technique this or that, or this has a chance and we're a little bit off or we don't fit right or whatever it may be and it's not the blame game it's just the truth you know what I mean for us to function how we want to function and win games we got to be more consistent with what we're doing because we show at times that we're consistent and we put that together for 60 minutes which we haven't done a ton this year that's what we're striving for but we can beat anybody but we have to do those things to give ourselves a chance so uh, that's what the tape revealed to me honestly today um and it's never about one guy, one you know, one call here, one call there. It's never about that. It's all of us together. I always have a hard time believing that. I know what a coach is trying to say. Okay. I know he's saying, hey, sometimes the defensive coordinator makes a bad call. It happens. You want the players to be able to overcome it. Other times the coach makes a good call. And nine of the guys do it right. One guy messes up a little bit, but is able to overcome it. And the 11th guy screws up, and that's what is seen. That's good coaching to go through every mistake. It's good coaching to make sure every player understands you were coached to do it this way, and you didn't, and here was the result of your mistake. But the one thing I don't believe is I don't believe every team is perfect other than one guy on every play. And then every time they make a mistake, it just so happens the other team has all 11 guys doing the right thing. And therefore that your mistake gets exposed. It's just hard for me to believe out of every coach and 22 players on the field, only one guy made a mistake on this one play and it happened to be exactly at the moment that the other team was able to expose that one mistake right then and there does that happen of course it does but i i don't believe it the way nfl coaches try to explain it so okay if that's what you think great but this is a fundamental problem of 
you had a bad owner, you have a bad owner, and a, you had a terrible general manager. So they've put together a bad team that's going to take a while for Monty Austin for it to fix it. So that's one. Then number two, you made the choice to hire two coordinators that have never been coordinators at the NFL level at the same time. So they've got a lot of learning to do. They're making mistakes. And combine that with players that aren't as talented who are human beings making mistakes. Don't tell me that you're close. You're not close. You're not a good team. Um, The other one, though, is he really went on – in the original press conference on Sunday, JG did about the lack of energy that he saw. And then he backtracked from that and said, I shouldn't have said energy. The guys play hard, but we, we seem to lack enthusiasm for the, for the, the opportunity to play in the NFL and then challenge the fact that we've got to do things differently in preparation. Well, now give us a better explanation that of how are you going to get increased energy and enthusiasm out of practice this week? That's the first part to that question is me, how I set up the week. Um, You know, just how we decided to go about this last week. I take a good hard look at that. Um, And then from there, it's, you know, we talked to the team about, and that's why I say to the coaches too, I call it sustained positive enthusiasm. You have to be able to do that when it's inconvenient. And that's hard, you know, and, but you have to be able to do that if to give yourself a chance to win. So, um, you know, that was just my feeling walking off the field, you know, watching the tape. Like I said, the effort was there. We didn't have guys pulling out of the game. We didn't have guys loafing. We didn't have guys turning down hits, which are first the first markers that I look for if we're into it or not. We didn't have any of that. Um, I think I just want a little more. What I told the team today was I need to see a little more juice and energy on the sideline uh, when we come off all three phases, you know, and um, the, the, the want to when we get back out there to make positive things happen number one sorry if i'm driving you crazy but this short in my cord is i'm a sound guy and i i get headphone i get noises in one headphone and not the other so it's driving me nuts um that's only if you're watching on wtsmtv.com if you're listening to the podcast right now amazon google spotify tune in uh apple you're laughing because you don't see what i'm doing but i'm just i keep messing with everything up in my head I've told this story before, but I, I do find it interesting, is that head coach Herb Sendek, uh, very early on in his tenure, was watching game film and then really got on the guy filming because he edited out every timeout. And Herb said, oh, I want to watch the timeouts. Where did the timeouts go? And the kid's like, why did you edit out the timeout? Why do you want me to edit that out? Or why do you want to watch the timeouts? And Herb Sendek is so focused on the game and so focused on talking to the starting lineup or who's in or, or the players that are in the game that he doesn't have a chance to pay attention to how are the players and coaches reacting during the huddle. And in the huddle, he's actually, in a sense, scouting his own team. Who is a guy that's paying attention? Who is trying to get better? Who's engaged with his teammates versus engaged with other things going on? And he wanted to judge your performance as a bench guy. Well, I think that's kind of what Coach is getting to. If you are standing, standing on the bench, quote-unquote, in football, 
and you aren't really engaged, you're not enthusiastic, you're not cheering on your team, you're in a sense either selfish or dead weight. You're just there for you, but you're not there for the team. And therefore, you're not involved. Instead of being a third-string guy that's noticing something defensively and speaking up to a teammate, or instead of being there boosting up your teammates, you're just kind of there. And that's what he's referring to. I, I didn't see the enthusiasm on the bench. For some people, they think that means nothing. You might be hearing that and say, that's his beef because you're not a rah-rah guy on the bench. So what, coach? So what? There are a lot of people that agree with you, if that's what you think. I admit I'm not one of them. I think culture people are into the game every second. And it's those guys when they get put in that are ready for their opportunity. The guys that aren't cheering, they don't cheer because they're not engaged and they're concerned about themselves. And then what happens is when they get in, it's my experience that they're the ones that either play poorly or take a play or two to ramp up and kind of get themselves into the game because they weren't in the game mentally to begin with. So I do think enthusiasm I'm not going to guarantee it translates to results. There are, there are a lot of Rudys that come onto the field and stink. There's a reason why you were on the bench to begin with. I get that. But I will guarantee you through absolutely no analytics that guys that are enthusiastic and come into a game perform better on average than the guys that are just sitting there and not engaged. I totally believe that. And it's clear Jonathan Gannon does as well. All right. What about the changes? What what specifically are the reasons? What are you doing this week to prepare for the Steelers that you look at as a little bit different? Yeah, good question, Danny. Everything, you know, starting with my meetings with the coordinators, how the game's plan is set up, how we're going to call all three phases, um, what we do in practice, our tempos in practice, how long, um, which compete periods to, to emphasize, what carded periods to emphasize. Um, you know, it, I take a good hard look at everything within the form of our process, but I have the ability you can tweak certain things and pull certain straws and hopefully that that gives us a little bit of jump start but I just you know just being whatever we were down in the fourth quarter I didn't like that's what I mean by not you know kind of out of the fight a little bit you know I don't ever like to go into a fourth quarter wherever it was be down that much um, because you know that it's hard to mount a comeback of that you know nature but um, so yeah so we'll look at and, and every week's a different week you know this is a two day trip for us we're playing on the road now versus a significantly different defense and offense so got to make sure that I'm putting our guys in position that where they can be successful on Sunday he does one thing you've got to give Jonathan Gannon he owns everything and I love I do like that about him a lot he always puts everything on him. And I think he's serious. I think he knows it takes a whole team and everybody that fails has to deal with their own failure. But to him, it's more about, I've got to correct my failure before I'm worried about what everybody else has failed at. And I, I do like that about him and respect it a lot. Um, I, I really don't think there's going to be healthy change with the Cardinals until Michael Bidwell steps either down or he steps away and allows a true president to come in and lead that franchise. But I think Monty Austinfort and Jonathan Gannon are good enough to at least make the team somewhat respectable in time. We'll see.
I do think they need a new quarterback, and that's the hardest thing to get at the NFL. All right, coming up next, uh, heavy Town Hall Tuesday. We've got a lot of Town Hall Tuesday, and U of A fans, I owe you a little bit of Jed Fish that I didn't give you yesterday, so we still got plenty more, and I don't know about you, I feel like I did a better job talking Cardinals than I did talking the first 45 minutes of the show. So maybe I'm back. That's coming up next. This is Doug Franz Unplugged, presented by Whirlwind Golf Club at Wild Horse Pass on WTSMTV.com. So in the Franz household, we have an air conditioning unit, an air scrubber, a reverse osmosis system, and a tankless water heater all purchased from Parker & Sons. Why? Well, number one, because we trust them. We got to know Parker & Sons about six months into living in Phoenix, and they've showed up on time, got it right the first time, and treated us great every single time. So why would we go anywhere else? The other thing I like is some of the products have even saved us money. The reverse osmosis system gives us bottle quality water from a tap. And then the tankless water heater, I can't even imagine how much money it has saved us. We never run out of hot water, even on holidays when people are coming in to visit. And it doesn't heat up water and then just let it sit in a tank. It only heats it up as we use it. So we only use the electricity when we need it. And our air scrubber takes allergens and bacteria out of the air, which has just been a dream for my wife and my youngest daughter, who have some pretty heavy allergies. Call 6022-REPAIR to learn about these products. That's 602, the number two, that R-E-P-A-I-R for Parker & Sons. Rosati Sports Pub in Chandler. It's on Ray and McQueen. Sounds like a sports bar. What's the difference? You walk in and they actually have games on TV with the sound on. How many times do you walk into a supposed sports bar and they've got loud music on or somebody playing live or some kind of trivia game going on and you're there to watch the game? If you're like me, a simple guy, give me my pizza, give me my wings, give me my cold beer and make sure I can hear the Suns and D-backs, then you want Rosati Sports Pub at Chandler. All members of the Unplugged Army, welcome. Rosati Sports Pub, give me the game. check the secondary market to see how hot a ticket is so you can kind of gauge fan interest and i was looking at some games for possible uh town hall or excuse me for uh versus vegas you can get atlanta cavalier tickets tonight for two (laughs) dollars good seats still available like for an example And the reason why, like, I was talking about rivalries a lot last week, going into the Iron Bowl and everything else, and about fan engagement, things like that. Here's an example of what I mean by that. Look at the secondary market. Right now, you can get tickets to see number six versus number four, the Pac-12 championship game in Las Vegas. Think about how good of a game that's going to be, six versus four. You can get tickets right now for $46. Okay. Now you know how important the Pac-12 championship game is to Oregon fans, to UW fans, and basically people throughout the West Coast. So that's $46. Okay. Um, Tickets to the all-important Big Ten championship game. All right. That's number three versus number 17. $62. That's even higher than the big game of Louisville-Florida State. The ACC championship game, you might say, I don't care about Louisville-Florida State. That's a top 10 game. That's a 10 versus a 5. All right? 50 
$2. So the price range is $46.52.62. Now, there's a lot of people that don't believe the SEC is truly the top dog, and they really don't believe fan engagement has anything to do with the pressure of playing football. So keep those, pay, uh, those numbers in mind. The two numbers, or three numbers, 46-52-62. Right now, the secondary market to see Georgia-Alabama, 312. <laughs> I mean, do you want to keep denying this? Now, I will tell you, and I'll stare down SEC fans this year, the SEC was not the top dog conference, as it always is. And it always is. Well, obviously not always, because it was not this year. They don't deserve that tag this year. I actually think the Pac-12 deserves it as the number one conference in college football this year. And it's kind of funny. They're the ones that's leaving and breaking apart. But that, that's one of the reasons why. Look at the difference. The second highest ticket is Oklahoma State, Texas at $133 a ticket. It's almost $200 more to get into to see the SEC. And oh, by the way, nobody else is in the hundreds. That's, that's college football to a T. All right, every Tuesday I go through all of your messages to uh, at Unplugged Army on Twitter, all of your emails to me, Doug at DougFranzUnplugged.com, and all of your posts to me on Instagram at Doug Franz Unplugged. I edit them if it's really long. And then I hand it over to Jeff Weir Production and say, Jeff, if you think it's funny or interesting, read it for. Hear ye. Hear ye. Oh, yay. Oh, yay. It's time to call a town hall meeting. Jeff Weir Production, start us off. What we got? All right. The first one I've got. Has to do with Cardinals Michael Bidwell. Hi, Doug. Happy Thanksgiving. Oh, thank you. Enjoy the show and your perspective. Try to listen daily. Keep up the great work. Enjoyed the Ron Miniger daily spots. Haven't heard them last couple of days. Also, I might have missed your comment on ending the daily spots. Hmm. Hope you will post the full interview at some point. I'm interested in the, in the rest of the story. Enjoy the holiday. And this is from Ken in gilbert arizona ken thank you Uh, i admit when you said um i missed your comment on ending the daily spots i don't i don't know what that means i don't know what that means i'm i'm wondering if you mean you miss the social posts that i was doing of an excerpt of every show putting that up on twitter Uh, i miss that too and we had a little bit of issues for a little bit and i think we're going to be able to get back to that I think that's what you mean, and if it is, I think that's coming once again. It's important to me to get that started. Um, as far as uh, you haven't heard the last couple days on the Ron Miniger thing, I don't know if that was – I know last week there were some Spotify issues, and if you are a podcast-only person, and that was a Spotify problem and there's not anything I can do with that. If I could entice you, if you want to move up and become a basic member, it's very inexpensive to be a basic member of WTSMTV.com. So if you ever miss the podcast or in its audio form, you can always watch the show on demand. And that's not expensive at all to be able to do that. And you can even... 
listen to the show in your car on WTSMTV.com. So even though it'll be playing on your phone, please, God, don't watch it while you're driving. But it still works that way for you to be able to listen. And the basic form of on-demand, that gets put up pretty early. Okay, what's next? All right. I've got one from just C. Okay. Not a lot of... Not a lot of real change going on at the club. They are working to change perception by pushing out tendered team members. Tenured team members, I'm sorry. You know, that's interesting, see. I want to tread lightly here. You could be some strange person that has that you know, I get these weird messages from from attractive young ladies with bright futures on Facebook all the time. Hey, can we talk? <laughs> I, I don't think that's really you in the picture. Okay. But there's something about this message that seems to be covert from someone inside the building with the Arizona Cardinals. I don't know that. I cannot vouch for that. But it just seems not a lot of real change going on at the club. They are working to change perception by pushing out tenured members. I cannot make an accusatory statement on that, C. But if you are a member of the Unplugged Army and working for the Arizona Cardinals, here's what I'd like you to do for next week's Town Hall Tuesday. I just want you to write, yes, I work for the Cardinals. I I, want to know that. And if you do, then I will reach back out to you privately off air and uh, and let's get a beer sometime and let's talk but i'll do whatever it takes to protect your identity and you'll always forever be known as c or i'll call you collogeno one or the other okay uh, what's next collogeno i like it yeah until he's forced to sell the team the cardinals will never be good or respectable hmm that's from at single serving friend i love that name by the way <laughs> Um, that's okay. That's obviously your opinion and it's a very strong opinion and I respect your opinion. Um, what is good? I mean, they really did come two minutes away from winning a Super Bowl. That, that did happen. And Ron Miniger, if you did not see every episode of Ron Miniger, the former COO joining us, he was really specific on the reasons for non-sustained success, but was highly complimentary about Michael Bidwill from 2000 until the time that the stadium was built and somehow became possessive and became a problem in his opinion. And it was all spelled out in the conversation. So I say that to say it seemed like there's good in Michael Bidwill. I sound like I'm, I'm on Star Wars here, but there there is good in him. You know, that's at least the, the way Michael Bidwill or the way Ron Miniger explained it. And if Michael Bidwell gets to the point where he looks in a mirror and realizes, I'm not the man I want to be, I want to be fair. Every human being has a right to change. Everybody. And if you're somebody that can look in a mirror and say, wait a minute, I, I don't often treat people at work the way I should. Or if there's stresses in your life that you're bringing to work and you're putting those stresses on other people. Or let's just go all the way. If you're living a lie, whatever that lie may be, Michael Bidwell, if you're living a lie, then don't be ashamed of whatever you're hiding and and then 
be who you are and people will respect that and it'll be easier to be who you are if you are somebody that's hiding financial problems and it's you might be hiding it but it's coming out as stress in the way you treat other people if you are somebody that doesn't like yourself you might find out people actually will really like who you are if you quit feeling the need of attacking other people that you think is defending yourself whatever issues you're bringing to work they affect you more than everybody else until you dump them on other people through your anger through your frustration and the people that talk to me at the arizona cardinals say you never know when michael's gonna blow up and single serving friend right now you're right there's no doubt about it right now you're right but let's let's be fair and judge michael by what we know about him now granted it's through other people so that is always hearsay if we're talking about a court but in the court of opinion a court of a, a public opinion it's fair to judge him poorly but let's also be fair and give him the chance to change if he chooses to what's next all right the next one i've got get this pipe dream out of your head this is a family-owned business for almost 100 years this isn't a side hobby like other owners there would need to be a massive event and nfl action to get him forced into selling and that is from at k dilly dilly at k dilly dilly you're right i can tell you um when I had a lot of sources into the Terry McDonough arbitration case, I, I, I'm, because of a gag order, I have fewer sources. I want to be blunt and honest. I still trust the ones I have very much, but they are fewer now. Um, I can tell you a lot of them thought this was going to rise to the point that Michael Bidwell would be forced to sell the team. I, for one, when everything comes out, I still don't believe it'll ever rise to that. I don't at all. I don't believe Michael Bidwell has committed the type of quote-unquote crimes against the court of a public opinion where you're going to see a Jerry Richardson, a Daniel Snyder type of situation happen that pushes him out. I could be wrong. I do think, yes, it would be. But I'm not going to guarantee it's better for the Cardinals if that happens because you could get a David Tepper. And look how poorly he's run the Carolina Panthers. But I bet the employees are happier than they were under Jerry Richardson. So maybe the Cardinals employees would be happier. But I'm not going to guarantee better results if Michael's out. But yes, I do believe if Michael doesn't change, it'll never be sustained excellence ever under Michael Bidwell. He has to change first. And I still don't believe he'll be forced out as owner. Okay, what's next? Okay, I don't have a name tag to this one. Not happening unless we hurt his pockets and don't vote in favor of whatever he tries to do with the stadium coming up in a few Mm. years. If we want change, then we have to be willing to take power back. That's all my fault. Uh, That was General Stavo that wrote that. Um, Yes, General Stavo, you're exactly right. You are exactly right. And that's a decision everybody as an individual has to make. I will never vote boycott. Ever. And the reason why I don't talk about that stuff 
is because that affects the lives of so many people. There are so many concessionaires that rely on tips and you attending games. There are so many office people that work hard to sell tickets and sponsorships, and they they overcome the, the obstacles of Michael Bidwill, and then who am I to say, stop going, when all you do is hurt those people too? At the same time, at the same time, at the same time, I don't know why, like, where did that come from? What does that mean? You're but coming I, from Boston all of a sudden. Yeah, I know. Uh, Fenway Franks here. Get your Fenway <laughs> Franks here. Um, but at the same time, you are right. I mean, you're 100% right, General Stavo. If suddenly there was 40,000 fans all dressed in the other team's gear and no Cardinals fans there, the owners would take notice. What's different about NFL tickets, I think the number is 40%, but don't quote me on that. But you owe a percentage of your ticket sales to the other team. So if you aren't filling up the place with your fans, it hurts the other team's owner too. And after a while, other teams go, hey, this guy's not pulling his own weight here. That was one of the issues with Daniel Snyder as well. So when you don't go to Cardinals games, you are sending a message to Michael Bidwell, but I would never promote that. I'll explain it, but I won't promote it. But very, very intelligent uh, uh, tweet, General Savo. What's next? All right, the next one is from at MJ Hodge 11. Okay. Toxic culture. He will ruin the franchise worse than his dad. You know, here's what's crazy. Everybody that I've ever talked to that worked for the Cardinals about his dad always spoke highly of the person now i have tons of people that have a running joke of how embarrassingly cheap the franchise was under bill bidwell i i mean it's like you can't believe the stories that i've heard like that can't be true and it was totally true but the man himself i've never heard somebody speak poorly about him so when you say toxic culture, he'll ruin the franchise worse than his dad. Uh, I haven't heard a lot of people speak positively about Michael Bidwell, the man. There have been times in his tenure. I've heard people speak positively about Michael Bidwell, the owner, and the decisions he's made as owner. I want to be fair. There have been people that have vouched for him in the past. I haven't heard any of those people do it in the last five years, however. None. And... Maybe that's on me not asking the right questions. Let's be fair, but you're probably right, MJ. Okay, what's next? Doug, you are you are reaching on this. Stop stop crying about the Chiefs. <laughs> Move back to KC and that will solve it. That's from uh, at WLife100. Okay, that tweet was in specific to, I saw an article written by a guy from Tucson that showed a coverage map from at Goldie happens or at, at Goldschmidt happens, um, some Goldie fan who showed that the state of Arizona was blacked out from watching the great Chiefs game from the weekend or the number one CBS game. And, and Michael Bid, and the only way that would happen is if the Cardinals didn't sell out and Michael Bidwill, there's a, there's a rule in the NFL that if your game doesn't sell out, the owner can block any NFL game from being shown while your team is playing at home they can't do it while the cardinals are on the road but when the cardinals are at home if the game doesn't sell out 
the owner can say, the owner, you know what? I'm not allowing other games to be shown. Or maybe it's not a sellout issue. I think I have that game wrong. I think they can block out the Cardinals game from being on. But maybe it's an idea that you can black out any game from being on if it's not a doubleheader weekend for that network. I think that's the rule. So sorry I butchered that rule. That means Michael Bidwell, according to, um, that, I think it was at Alex Nora, according to that writer, he's the first owner this year to do that. I can't verify that, but I retweeted how I found that interesting. And I tweeted directly to that writer because he had made mention in his article about the Terry McDonough case. So I gave him a link to Ron Miniger talking about the burner phones. Um, I... W Life, I don't think I'm reaching on this. I think you're wrong if you don't mind me disagreeing with you. Uh, and no way am I moving back to Kansas City. This wasn't a, oh my God, I miss the Chiefs type thing. I can go get Sunday ticket if I want to. I have internet issues at home, so that's why I haven't got Sunday ticket yet from YouTube. I would have it if it was still on DirecTV. That's why I went to DirecTV. So this isn't crying about, I can't see the Chiefs. But this does, doesn't that show you something? Think about it from this perspective, W Life, and this is why I think you're wrong. And I feel weird going W Life 100, W Life 100, trying to speak to you directly. Do you remember the survey from the Players Association last year? That survey said, that survey said that there are 31 owners that pay for dinner for their players to take home. One owner doesn't, and that's Michael Bidwell. Again, I've said the same point over and over again on this, but I think it's valid. You and I can have a good argument on whether or not billionaires should be be funding the dinner for millionaires. Hey, millionaire, go buy your own dinner. I, I get that. But 31 other owners say, I want you to eat healthy. I'm willing to spend the money to buy your dinner so you get it from the team chef so you're eating what is prescribed by our uh, fitness, our, our weight and conditioning coaches. One owner doesn't care enough about winning to do that. That should show you. If, if 16 owners did it and 16 owners didn't, I would be kind of defending Michael Bidwell. Get off of him. Right? Get off of him. When 31 owners say this is important and one says, yeah, it's not that important. I'm staring down the owner. I look at this in the same vein. When one owner says, no, I can't let you know that there are other teams out there. I kind of look at it and say, you're obviously not running your franchise well enough that you have to be worried about how much better the Chiefs are than you. Uh, What's next? The next one is from JT in the AZ. Okay. He's the anti-Ishbia. I don't know who's worse, oh. Bidwell or Kendrick. Oh, uh, JT, I would totally – well, listen, he is the anti-Ishbia. I agree with part of it. I totally disagree with you connecting Kendrick and, Ish, or, uh, Kendrick and Bidwell. No way would I support that. I think there's been a lot of bad decisions Ken Kendrick has made, yes – but employees at that organization are extremely happy. I have had one employee in the 17 years I've lived here speak to me off the record and say they didn't like the conditions at the Arizona Diamondbacks. I have had, I don't want to say hundreds, that might be a little strong, but I can, there's no way I can quantify how many people talk about loving the way the organization is run. I've even had media members who would be qualified to work for the team say 
how great the organization is run, but they were against like Dave Stewart as the GM or against personnel decisions that were made, but didn't blame Ken Kendrick or Derek Hall. So I do not connect the dots there at all between Ken Kendrick and and um, Michael Bidwell. Now, I, I disagree with a lot of the things Ken Kendrick has done, and, but no way do I say that he's a bad owner. I think he could do a lot better, but not bad. Uh, what's next? All right, the next one's from David in Montana. This one is relating to your ASU-U of A rivalry okay. opinion. What you said about rivalries and fandom is absolutely correct. Any other opinion is wrong. <laughs> I don't just want Auburn to lose the game. I want Auburn to lose their cell phone, their car keys, their grandma's recipe for cornbread, their balance at a DUI checkpoint, and their girlfriend to a man who hums Dixieland Delight while making sweet, sweet love to her. Hashtag Auburn Hate Week. Also, having lived in Alabama for 14 years, I believe that it is totally awesome that you have been to all three sites for the Iron Bowl. Oh. Uh, who, who wrote that? That's David in Montana. Uh, David, I know you're rolling and you're being funny, but I, I'm going to scratch your, you hope they lose their balance at a DUI checkpoint. I want all drunk drivers off the road, but you're in a sense rooting for a drunk driver to be on the road in order to be caught. Now, you, you didn't say that. You could argue, you just said I want them to lose their balance. I didn't say Or he's hoping for a sober driver yeah, yeah. to lose Maybe their balance. a sober driver just trips up. <laughs> you're arrested anyway. Okay. I want to give you a little room, but let's. Your DUIs are too dangerous to joke about. But I don't want to come off as overly politically correct. I just really care about that issue. Uh, however, the rest of it is very, very funny and very, very well written. And uh, I will tell you. Living, growing up in Ohio, then really experiencing SEC football, then moving to Kansas City, which is not a good college football city, but an incredible basketball city, and then coming here, yeah, it's stark how many fans here blast the messenger if you talk about whether or not they're a good fan. They all blast the messenger. When yet the messenger in this case has lived a bunch of places, experienced a bunch of things, and I've seen what real rivalries are like. So, you know, do you really want to shoot the messenger? Um, let me ask you something. Do we, uh, we have one more break to hit, right? We do. Okay. I'm going to stop Town Hall Tuesday here, and I feel terrible um, because I have a really, really strong one up next. And uh, Dustin and Pebble Creek. Um, has a has one that's that's that really borders straddles the fence for a lot of people that would possibly be offended or possibly be really appreciative of Dustin standing up for his opinion and I I I can't get to it and give it the right weight right now so Dustin if you don't mind I'll talk about uh, you you will be first next week but Dustin was really upset at some of the comments I made to him last week in Town Hall Tuesday and I understand that if you get classified as a racist in our country it's a horrible tag and I've had people try to pin that on me before so Dustin I want you to know that was not at all my point but I was deeply concerned by what you said and I uh, let's let's have a good conversation about it next week but I'm sorry I don't I don't want to get to you I'm not pushing you off I just did a, such a terrible job in the first hour of the show today that I don't have time to get to it now and that is completely on 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 me just vomiting in my mouth this morning <laughs> I, no i'm not sick i just I had a bad show I, I should say i had a bad show i had a bad 45 minutes and that therefore affects everything else all right coming up next 
Let's talk to Steve McCollum from the great event. I mean, the great event. From the main <laughs> event. You're not great, Steve, because I'm not great today, so you get to carry the weight of everything. So Steve McCollum's coming up next and versus Vegas in which, Jerry, remember how great I was doing in versus Vegas? Yeah. That's over. It's next. This is Doug Frown's Unplugged on our week of winners on WTSMTV.com. Burrito Express started with my father about 25 years ago. He got laid off and decided that he needed to do something to provide for his family. My brother and I were older teens, 17, 18 year old, and I'm going to do a trial out of my house. So literally we decided we're going to start out of his house. So we delivered uh, menus in a square mile area, literally started delivering burritos out of our home in Mesa, Arizona. And after about a month, he said, let's do this. Went and found his first location. And believe it or not, that's how it started. We started with one location back in 1995. Now we're where we are now it's big it's juicy it's meaty get your burrito at burrito express if you're having a hangover a bad day even a good day still get your burrito at burrito express it will make you feel better weekday morning six hours of local sports programming six to eight doug franz unplugged presented by whirlwind golf club at wild horse pass eight to ten is steve mccollum in the main event and then ios is from 10 to noon and right now steve mccollum joins us steve last night the two and 14 pistons hosted the two and 14 washington wizards yeah uh how much money would you spend on a ticket to go see that game uh well uh, i wouldn't go if you gave it to me for free <laughs> Two abysmal teams, and they. Oh my God, Jordan Poole with the Wizards. Whew. Oh yeah, he yeah. is awful. It's it's a really interesting case where awful. everyone thought he was going to explode now that he didn't have to share the ball, and he's quickly realizing, wow, life's <laughs> a lot easier with a passing big man and a shooter like Steph Curry keeping the floor. Yeah, open. I mean, life's easier when you got a guy that uh, beats people up, right? Yeah, exactly. An enforcer on the team, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's uh, two just awful teams last night. The stats coming out of that game were amazing. You know, Pistons are uh, started two and one. You know, now they're whatever fourteen game losing streak or something ridiculous like that. Yeah, uh, good job, money. Well, highest paid coach in the league. <laughs> it's true. That's true. It's going to take a little. Like, I would give him it's going to take a while. They but have two some, and 14 is still two no, and 14. They have some talent there. I don't. Wizards deserve to go on 14 game losing streaks because they're just got awful. Yeah. Their ownership refuses to pay for people. Uh, Detroit has some talent on that team. There's no excuse for that. And I bet you. So do you think Monty today woke up and he, uh, recently and he's like, man, if I just would have treated Aiton like a human being, I would still be in Phoenix. Uh, or is he going to do the opposite and be like, this is my way, and then he's going to piss everybody off, nobody wants to play for him, and he's going to get fired and collect a giant paycheck? It is still, to me, one of the strangest stories in – maybe Phoenix history is a little bit too large, but in recent history of why is the guy labeled a great communicator yeah. then has a you – know, I totally get the blow up at the end of the Dallas. It's fine, but that happens with players and coaches all the time. 
I don't quite understand why you didn't talk to him the next morning. I, but you over know what? The, over the summer? Yeah, the, over the summer part never will make sense what, to me. What's the first thing you do when somebody signs a contract? Hey, congratulate. At least you go, hey, congratulations, yes. man. Well deserved. Yes. At a minimum, you text that or email that. You do something yes. uh, to do it. And not even that. And that just shows you, well, it goes to the quarterback whispers in the NFL, you know. Uh, it's amazing when you have really good quarterbacks, how you become a quarterback whisperer. <laughs> good point. Good Same point. thing with mine. It's amazing when you have Booker and all this talent on your team, how well you can play, uh, how well the team makes you look. Yeah, good point. Good point. So. Uh, versus Vegas is coming up in a second. There's a game I'm not touching, but I'm going to bring it up to you <laughs> because you know more about hockey than I do. And that is Colorado just beat the snot out of Tampa Bay last yes. night. Yeah. And I normally love teams on a back end of a back-to-back. Yeah. However, the Coyotes are the underdog. Yeah. But if you take the plus one and a half tonight hosting the Lightning, it's minus 218. There's no way I want that kind of juice. For the Lightning, it's minus 218. Yeah. Uh, no, no. If you take the Coyotes plus one and a half oh, goals, okay. oh, it's oh. minus 218. Yeah. But if you take the Coyotes oh, okay. on the money line, you get positive juice. Yeah. And normally... I would say something like that. I would say, you know what? I'm taking the team to win that is on the back end of a back to that's resting yeah. while the other team's on the back end of a back to back. But after a beat down to Colorado and the idea of trusting the Coyotes, knowing how well Connor Ingram just played, I understand that. I, but, but that matter, that's one guy, right? You yeah. can play, say Cooley. Their goaltending situation has been mismanaged, switching goaltenders back and forth. And I know Ingram's, I think Ingram's starting tonight. Uh, no, no, the, the Coyotes are on this disaster pace. And I, you know, I have a phrase on the show, you know, you win one, you lose one. You win one, you lose one, which is the Coyotes are doing. Uh, that's a recipe for what, Doug? A 500 season. Uh, and that's what the Coyotes are doing. The, this talent hasn't meshed. But they this year, Tampa Bay's not as good. They're they're yeah. uh, they're only like three points. I don't know that standings in front of me, but they're yeah. only like three points ahead of the Coyotes I, if they were in the same. Yeah, conference. but my point is, is uh, the Vegas Knights on Sunday night played a horrible game yeah. uh, against okay. the Coyotes, lost two to nothing, which means the Coyotes are going to lose tonight. Okay, because uh, okay. they win one, they lose one. They win one, they lose one. Uh, and that's the thing. I, I wouldn't touch it to be honest with you, because I agree with you. There's too many unknowns in this series. Yeah. At a minimum, you go Coyotes money line and just hope for the upset you know the upset yeah. win yeah. Uh, but stay away obviously the, that's ridiculous one and a half and the, yeah it's ridiculous I'm, I'm, Coyotes, you generally totally. don't cover in those situations I'm totally with you alright what's coming up on the main event uh, look uh, close out the football week of course lots of stuff uh, wow what a doozy last night running that oh football oh yeah. Is Izzy dancing? You think? I mean, the, well, you're won. hurting your you're hurting your draft position, but but you, but you win, but you don't even score a touchdown, and you fumble twice in the fourth quarter. But maybe you proved that's not the quarterback. If there was any remaining doubt. Uh, oh no, Josh Fields is there. Their problems, their coaching staff. Uh, there, uh, Eberflus has got awful. Uh, another line, another in the long line of hires by the co- Bears coaching staff that don't know how to put their players in positions to win. Josh Dobbs became what he. We know Josh wow. Dobbs is. He dominates three. He, he's that backup quarterback that's great for three games and then get him the hell out of there because it's downhill <laughs> from there. Uh, that was him last night as well. And so we do that, uh, you know, all around the league. We look at some hockey calls because uh, referees are hilarious. Okay. <laughs> As the music of Versus Vegas stepped on Steve McCollum, let the record show that Doug Franz Unplugged, presented by Whirlwind Golf Club at Outdoors Pass, was two and a half minutes late in getting to Steve McCollum, and therefore 
the music stepping on Steve McCollum, which is time, it's got to come at the same time every day, is all on me and not on Steve McCollum. Make sure you're listening to the main event as he will be announcing the Monday Week of Winners announcement in which we will find out who won the six VIP passes to the Arizona Science Center, the Science of Guinness World Records exhibit. And if you want in on your chance to win today, especially right now if you're listening to the podcast, Google, Amazon, Spotify, uh, Podbean, TuneIn, Apple, if you're listening to the podcast, go to WTSMTV.com and look at your options to become a basic live or premium subscriber. Just by doing that, you automatically get yourself entered to win in the week of winners. And today, you could win a $50 gift card to Harkins Theaters. And if you choose premium, that enrolls you into Friday's grand prize, about an $1,100 value, $1,100 value for you to be able to have a foursome at, Civ- at, uh, at Whirlwind Golf Club, free lunch at Civlic, best wings in the city, in my opinion, if you go. So I'd say somebody in the group's got to jump on the wings. And three wedges. And plus, if you don't need all three, how awesome would it be to win that prize and you can give out wedges for Christmas? Like, really shock somebody with that kind of, wait, you got me wedges? I I got you a candle. <laughs> you know? I mean, that would be fantastic to be able to dump that on somebody. What a prize. And if, if you are one of our female listeners and you don't golf, but your husband does, oh, my gosh, will you own Christmas? You will own Christmas. When he doesn't get you jewelry and you open up and he opens up wedges, he'll He'll be flabbergasted. You will own it. So jump on trying to be a premium member and win that prize. All right, versus Vegas today. Um, I told you recently I was at 50 and 33 in a recent block. You go, I I was actually getting games right at a 61% clip. Since that, I went 1 and 2, 0 and 1, 1 and 1. And then yesterday's award-winning performance of 0-3. I mean, I was fire! And then somebody has an extinguisher, is all I could say. Last night, you heard Steve McCollum mention Monday Night Football. I got Minnesota minus three. Minnesota recovers a Justin Fields fumble right around midfield with a one-point lead. All they have to do is gain 20 yards, kick a field goal. 20 yards. They, I realize they want to waste the timeouts. I know that you don't want to necessarily throw the football in that situation. But they do throw on third down in a terrible decision right into coverage. And the first two running plays were just runs into the pile, nothing reasonably creative without getting a good enough push from the line. Total player and coach failure in a three and out. And then Minnesota's defense takes the field and gives up a drive for a field goal. So I am wrong on that pick. And I know who to blame, Minnesota. It's all on you. That wasn't on me. That was terrible. 
Um, Pacers, Portland. I talked about this game yesterday. I said Portland's on the back end of a back-to-back in which they played great basketball against Milwaukee in a loss. And normally when a bad team plays that well in a loss against a great team, they don't necessarily bring it in the back end of a back-to-back. So I was very comfortable with the Pacers winning. I didn't play Pacers winning on the money line because the juice was outrageous because everybody knew the Pacers were going to win. I chose Indiana minus 13 and told you I'm a little hesitant here because that's a lot. But I I know they're going to win by seven. I'll take Minnesota minus, or excuse me, Indiana minus six and a half, minus seven and a half. I am nervous about minus 13, but no doubt they would win on the money line. Uh, Indiana did not cover because they did not even win. Portland 114-110 over the Pacers. And lastly, I told you this one's easy. Boston plus 100 to cover the puck line. The Bruins plus 100. When do you get the Bruins plus 100 when the other team's on the back end of a back-to-back? The Blue Jackets won 5-2. Like, not only did I go 0-3, but it was a hardcore embarrassing 0-2. I mean, the 0-2 portion. It's like in putting. I got the Vikings game right. They just moved the hole. All right? That wasn't on me. You like it when gamblers say that? The other two games, oh, boy. Oh, boy. So, therefore... When you, get, when you get punched in the face like I have in the last few days, take a step back, you slow things down. Very tight window of games that I looked at and said, there's only one. There's only one. I'm not taking any chances. I like the Mavericks minus four over Houston. I'm not playing any other game. Didn't like any other game. Just like Steve and I talked about, the Coyotes kind of fit into the window of a game I would normally like. No, not touching it. Don't trust it. I'm rooting for the Coyotes as a fan, but I admit I'll be mad if they win this game. When it fit the category of games I picked, and I got scared and didn't touch it. Yeah, and I know the stat about scared money, blah, blah, blah. I'm just taking the Mavericks minus the four. That does it for today's version of Doug Frown's Unplugged, presented by Whirlwind Golf Club at Wild Horse Pass. Unplugged Army, thank you so much for listening to the first 45 minutes of the trash I gave you today. Yeah, it was bad. I appreciate your loyalty. Thanks to Parker and Sons Heating, Cooling, Plumbing, and Electrical 6022 Repair. That's 602, the number two, then R-E-P-A-I-R for Parker and Sons. Best breakfast burrito in the city. That's Burrito Express, seven locations on the east side. Bell's Nashville Kitchen coming up second Saturday in December. Please come out to this holiday event. Again, I'll be there at 4 o'clock. And Rosati's is at Ray and McQueen and Jim. The main event's up next. I'll be better tomorrow.